page Reish Gimel. Ahavas Hashem. Sounds nice. Ahavas Hashem. It is nice. It's just that we feel that it's something that's only for tzaddikim. Ahavas Hashem, the love of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. It's very foreign to us. We were raised saying every single day, that means exactly how does one love a Kaddish Baruch? Have you ever saw him? You never met him? When does that mean? So, like everything else in the safe, we're going to have very clear and basic opening into this world and some exercise to help us to at least to at least have a shaykhis to the to the midst of a mitzvah there is it's a mitzvah for the Torah but we should have a shaykh we should have a kesha to this mitzvah of Hashem until now we've been talking we've been learning about year the last chilek of the sefer that we were doing was about the last parak was about fear about year in the coming chapters, we're going to be learning about Ahavas Hashem. Ahavas Hashem, He mitzvahs Esim Deraisa. It's not a Maila, a Madrega, a Tzadikim. It's a Mitzvah Esim Deraisa. We're obligated, like all other Mitzvahs, to do our best to be Mekayim the Mitzvah. Mitzvah Esim Deraisa. Kakosi v'haftas Hashem l'kecha b'chol avavka v'chanash v'omedach. Each and every Jew is chayiv to love Hashem. The second that we hear that we're chayiv to love somebody, you automatically have a hard time loving. The nature of a person is that is that those two don't go together. A chayiv, an obligation, something which I must do, and ahava, which we always associate with spontaneity and, and feelings that uh, that thanks God but on their own develop and so on not somebody that tells me to feel a certain way and all this from talk about that how could you command somebody to love what does it mean to command <coughs> someone to love what does that mean the <laughs> And the Swarm explained that the same way with other mitzvahs, Gambi Ahavis Hashem, Yeshnan Dagas Shainas. So it is with Ahavis Hashem. They're different Madragas. They're different Madragas. In other words, how can we observe the basic minimum of the mitzvah? Just like we have. We have Shirum, we have with the mitzvahs. How could I be in the kind of mitzvah on the most basic shkai? Is that yours? So what about yourself? How you makayim on the most basic level the mitzvah, and then and then you know there the, are the different madrigas, the madrigas of uh, madrigas and tzaddikim that that are that are like the Ramam says that are lovesick, lovesick, the kaddish baruch hu. Ba'ifan klali, yeshna ahava atliy b'dava. In general, there are two categories when it comes to Havz Hashem. There are two Madragas, in general. And in these two Madragas, there are Madragas and, and sub-Madragas. But in general, there are two Madragas. There's the level that's called Ahava Hatli Love 
that depends upon something or love with some fringe benefit but there's something in it for you it depends on something you have that with people also and the Chazal say the love of David and Yohannesson Chazal tells us that love that was between David Amalek and Yohannesson was anatoly the Dava it was pure love whatever that means but the Ahava, the love that was between Amnon and Tamar was an Ahava which is Tliyabadava. He was interested in her because he was attracted to her and wanted to have a relationship, uh, not, not an emotional relationship. The second, that, the second that he lived out his fantasy, basically he raped her. After that, it was, he, he didn't want to have a shaykhis. He didn't want to have anything to do with her. So Chazal make a chilek between Ahava Tliyabadava, there's such a thing as love Ahava that doesn't depend on its pure love We don't know what that means but We'll talk about it With Hashem, what does that mean? And there's Ahava Tlibadav Ahava Tlibadav Page Reish Gimel Ahava Tlibadav The first Madreg of Ahava which can be plenty for us, you'll see, to work on. This is plenty of this plenty of an assignment for regular people. Love that depends on something. It's not absolutely pure, but it's a havatli vidava. He be'etsam sherish avadasam shalumasa'ilam. The truth is, the Mechavah says, the truth is that the nations of the world, Gaim, cannot go beyond this level. And, it, and, and there's chashivas to this love not, It's not an empty thing But a guy can't go beyond the level Of love that has in it something for the self Meaning that Selfish love is a little bit too strong But love that is Love that has in it something for the self So we can call it selfish love I don't mean this shouldn't sound so strong But calls man see many places in Tanakh and Chazal talk about this, and the Zarekadis talks about it, that the musik that a guy could have in Ahavis Hashem, makes no difference how they roll in their olives, or how many halalukas they say, or, or whether they're, you know, sacrificing their kid for some god. The the limit of that uh, of Ahava that a guy can reach is that if that if the guy believes that as a result of my serving this deity it's going to work out good for me in other words there's a, there are fringe benefits and and in order for me to have a certain shefa in order for me to be zeicha for certain brachas in my life I have to serve this God so it's possible that the guy can reach can, can reach a feeling of love as long as there's this understanding that it's kedai to be in this relationship, it's worthwhile to be in this relationship, I will benefit from being in this relationship, either physically or financially or emotionally, whatever it is. But I have I have something to gain. I have something to gain from this. That that according to Chazal is the most that a guy could experience. <coughs> In his love of God, and I have it libedar. Beregesh and nifsa kasheva, shefa. It makes no difference whatever you've heard or read that sounds not like this. 
That's all from Shaker. The premius is that the second that the guy realizes that he's no longer going to receive this Shafa, the deal is finished. It's not working. He's not getting it. The rabbit's foot doesn't seem to work. Or the little Yazala hanging on the wall. It's a palette. We spoke about this in the past. How they even curse. They use the name of Yashka. They curse with the name Yashka. They curse with the name Yashka. In other words, when something is good, then Yashka is Givaldi. Then they kiss, then they kiss the Tselem. And they go and they, and they throw a couple of dollars in the pushka. When things are good. If things, if, even if the guy stubs his toe, he could curse using the name of Yashka. He'll, he'll curse using the name. I'm not talking about like if his, if his uh, mother dies or something. If he gets upset, if he gets upset, he'll curse. With, with, and the curse has in the Yazala. In the curse is Yashka. So the whole Ahava, the whole Ahava, the whole love is a Tali Bedava. I'm getting Shefa. I'm believing that this is the source of my life. And if I stick to this thing, it'll be good for me. <laughs> but But if the Shefa is finished, and blank him. No. Excuse me. The tail have also finished. That's the end of that's the end of the ahava. It's ois ahava. The same way that they love each other. That's how they're capable of loving God. Anything else that sounds different than that is sheker. That's the pinimis. That's the truth that the Torah is. The same Torah is given in Har Sinai. And Chazal, who will the Torah from generation to generation, have revealed that this is the limit that a guy could reach. It makes no difference if it's the Pope, or if it's if it's Mahatma Gandhi, whoever's your favorite Ayurved from the Goyim. And, uh, uh, and he gave up his life, and he's Moisa Nefesh, and he, and he, whatever it is, this is the limit that he could reach. Hekach Mavur Begmar. It's a sugi in the Gemara. It's a sugi in Halacha, and it's a din in Shulchan Aruch in Yerdeya. Shaha Nemer Mishnah. Ha'ayim Aselazul Itzlaka B'Shvil Sheyichya B'Ni. Not Yichyu, but Yichya B'Ni. Somebody says it's not the highest madrega, but if somebody says, I am going to donate such and such amount of money to Itzlaka, so that my child will live. I mean, he makes a he makes a, a, a nedetzdaka with, with a condition. He says, "How I myself will stalk a b'shvil sheyich yebeni." I'm giving money. I'm giving money to stalker. Usually, this would be a pledge or a check, not cash. How I myself will stalk a b'shvil sheyich yebeni. Or it's a higher madrig. He says, I'm giving this to Tzedakah so that we'll, this will, in this course of giving this to I'll get to the next world. Chazal says such an amazing thing. In other words, Tzedakah is a very strong. And the Mepharshim say, Tzedakah. There are higher madrigas than this. But what it means is that it's absolutely legitimate. It's considered. It's considered to be an absolute legitimate statement for a Jew to make. And this din is Davka B'Yisrael. 
this only works for the Jew. The Lobanachar, as is explained. And Rashi says, why? Why is that? How come when a Jew makes a nedah, I'm giving tzedakah so that my child will live, it, it works, but not by a guy. Why is that? Pierce Rashi. Yisrael libar l'shamayim. The heart of a Jew is to, it belongs to God. The emissa belongs to God. The Maria Laibachayev, and even if the kid, God forbid, dies, if it doesn't work out, and a Karalaitega, he doesn't rebel against God, he doesn't, he doesn't change his mind about the stuck badness. What happens if the child dies? He'll blame it on his own sins. He doesn't he doesn't he doesn't raise a fist against God. He blames on his own personal deficiencies. Aval Nochri, but Rashi says, Agoy, im aimativalai, kegmulai, if it doesn't work out, he gives money that his kicks if it doesn't work out, karitega. Then he has times. He's angry and he and he's rebellious. That's Gemara and Rashi. It's Gavaldi Gemara. Gemara says, I mean, it's not something obviously that you can post on the bulletin board and and uh, you know her mother of divine agony, whatever the name of the church is. <laughs> but it's Gavaldi Gemara. It's one of those Gemaras that, that that launched pogroms, you know, in the Middle Ages. Climber, Nachri, of course, like it says, it doesn't mean our government means only an Ivid of a Zor Mamush, you know, idol worship. And then, you know, whenever they wrote that in the Swarm, it was so you, you saw like the uh, printer, like, you know, winking. It means a guy. It doesn't mean it has to do with uh, statues. And, it means a, a guy. Climber, Nachri, Muchalos is Betrai, Shumakabal. What the Gemara is saying is that a guy is prepared to give tzedakah. Not a dollar, he can give $10 million. But the question is, What's in it for me? What's in it for me? If if I can help my kid, I'll give ten million dollars to charity. I'll give ten million dollars to charity. So it's betnai shuhu mekabel. Vim boim alav yisurim. But if what he doesn't get anything out of the ten million dollars, the kid dies, and he doesn't get anything out of the ten million dollars, and he if a kid he suffers because he lost his child. He regrets. He regrets the the pledge or the charity that he gave. He regrets that he ever did that good thing that he gave the charity. I can't believe I gave the money. My kid died. I gave the money to the church, and the kid died. He's 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 upset. He can't get the money back. Whatever. He's upset. He he wasted the money. Blew the money. It's a big limus I'm sure you've thought about this, and I've mentioned it many times in Shul over the years. So many times I met like old Jews that they used to be from, or even people that were not so old, but they were once in yeshiva. They were shemimitzes. I never met anybody that ever regretted being religious. In other words, they'll say, "I can't anymore," or "I stopped." Maybe one day I'll be, uh, I'll come back, or it made me crazy. They'll say all kinds of things why they couldn't do it. But if you ask, try it. If you ask a yid, do you think that the that the nine years that you spent learning, tired, do you think that you that those are wasted years? You'll never meet a person. I've I've never met. Maybe you, 
And, and if a person says it, it's not telling the truth, it's just because he wants to get you go because you're from. But I've never met anybody that would say, I wasted my time being in Yeshua. I wasted my time learning Torah. I never met a Jew like that. I wasted all those Shabbases. I could have been running around on Shabbos. I could have been making money on Shabbos. I could have, sir? I could have, I could have been making, I could have been making a lot of, I could have been making a lot of money on Shabbos. I mean, that's a good, a person should have charakter. Guy, I can't believe it. I kept Shabbos for, for, for 20 years. You know how much, Shabbos is the biggest business. I could have made money on Shabbos. You'll never find the truth that will say, boy, do I have charakter for all those Shabbos I kept. They'll say, I can't, it was beautiful, it was fine. I know, I lost my something happening. They all kinds of little But never, what a waste of time. I never met a person like that. And I've asked the question of people. I asked, I met old European Jews that went to lots of tsarists and that they were very, very firm before the Muhammad. No, I can't do it anymore. This is what happened to me. Oh, nobody has a tie against such people, whatever they went through. But it was never that I can't believe I wasted my life doing that. <clears throat> That's a chiluk. By goyim it's that you'll see that. If you ask a goy that, the, the natural response of a goy is, boy, did I blow that, that time in this, that I spent with religion. It's the natural response. And what's the mischievous nefesh that he had? If he went once a week to church, what did he have to do? He had to, he had to buy a mezuzah or something? He had to put on film every day? What was the big mischievous nefesh? And he still has charata. Over what? For what? Because he gave money to the church. So what happened to the church? So what? He kept he made people happy, or he kept some uh, poor people. He gave money. What is it? Charot. It's a big. It's, the Gemara is saying a very deep thing. It sounds funny when you if you don't think about it. That's the. He says Anochri a guy is muchalos says betnaishu mekabel. He'll give betnaishu mekabel on the condition that he's getting something out of it. He embarmel of Yisurim. But if it's not working out, then he has charata. Then he regrets. So the limit of that love is that it's a love that depends on getting returns. On getting returns. Again, the returns can be more noble than just uh, something that's physical. It can be, can be getting love in return, being feeling that you're being loved in return. So you could be, you could love somebody, and as long as that person loves you, it's kedai. But there has to be something that I'm getting out of this. That's called a havat liyubadav. Mashaini Yehudi. Again, this is a statement that's this is this is a gemara, and this is a kabbalah from Moshe Rabbeinu, and therefore it's not negotiable. And it makes no difference what anybody will tell you that he doesn't feel this way. This is the mitzvahs. By a Jew, this is not the case. That's why the halach is that a, that a Jew that says, The last line on the page. When he is manada, when he, when he uh, makes such a, a, a nether to give that the kid should live, I feel the next page. I feel in my ben loichai. Even if the tonight doesn't work out, and the child dies, kiim benishmasa yrotzna amiti lehav is a kadosh baruch in his neshama. In his neshama, he says kaiim. I'm sorry, not kiim. Kaiim benishmasa yrotzna amiti lehav is a kadosh baruch There's something much deeper inside of him, which is the desire to do the right thing, to do God's will, and and and, and to and to please to give nachas ruach to Hashem's baruch. 
which means to give tzedakah. Not because, even though I said that it's almanas that my child should live, even if, God forbid, the child doesn't live, it's still kayim because the deepest will of the Jew, what he wanted, did in fact take place. What was his deepest will? To do the to do the bidding of Hashem, which is the gift stuck. It took place. In other words, it was it was miskayim. But everybody says, "What do you mean that your child died?" So what you what you made the condition was miskayim. The condition wasn't miskayim. The child died. See, and he and he's saying you're right. But Chazal are revealing to us, and that's what is explaining, that in his heart of hearts, he doesn't regret it. He doesn't regret it. If I would have known that my child would die, I never would have done the mitzvah. It's not true. That motivated him to do the mitzvah, to say that, but not that he regrets it. To give Tashem. To give what many others. To give Tashem means to do the mitzvah. That he, that he gave tzedakah. But they did a mitzvah. These two madrigas. I have a tlibadava, love, that has in it something for the person himself, a benefit that benefits the person. and a love that doesn't depend on getting anything in return. Are hidden both of these loves, both the, the capacity for Jew to love both of these ways is contained, is hidden in the soul of each and every Jew. Our is to be the Ahava. I mean the Mishnah and the Gemara are telling us that this is the Mitsias. Even though the guy himself might argue with it. And he can say, I'm annoyed. But the Gemara is telling us that in Pneumius, he in Pneumius, he doesn't regret giving that charity. Giving this, he doesn't regret it. Because the Pneumius of a Jew loves God and wants to do wants to wants to do for Hashem, even if I don't get anything in return, even if the child doesn't live. I want to I want God even if I don't get it that in return. Because the love that a Jew has naturally in himself does not the love that he has for Hashem does not depend on getting anything in return. Anything. That's the natural state of a Jew. If you ask him, it's easier for a person. If you ask that person, his, you know, what he was thinking. He was thinking, well, I, I, I would appreciate if God, uh, I'll give it stuck and that God should keep my child alive. In other words, he, he's swearing to you that his connection to God depends entirely on this kid being alive. That's what he says. But the truth is, it doesn't. So both of these ahavas, the highest ahava, which is the love that's contained within the heart of a Jew, the ahava amusuteris belay that Tanya calls it, the hidden love of the heart, that hidden love that a Jew has for Hashem, and the the ahava which is tuli bedaver, which is the love that a person has that does in fact expect that as a result of my serving Hashem I get certain things. Both of these ahavas. Are natural, are the natural ingredients of every Jew, no matter what he looks like, no matter what he says. As it's explained by Rishis and Tanya, it's the natural essence of a Jew. These two Ahavas 
I mean, obviously, if we have a capacity, and it's natural to us to love even the highest level, which is anything we love, is certainly it's, it's a, obviously it's, it's the lower level of clear love we can love, and that's much easier to come to, which we'll talk about in a minute. But this is a natural part of every Jew. The only question is whether you do anything, which we're going to talk about, whether there's any avoid in your life to try to to try to uncover that natural ahava that's part that's 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 inside of each and every one of us fresh Whether we try to uncover it, that's our avoid. That's our free choice. But we don't have a free choice whether to have it or not to have it. And that's why you have many people that they're not religious, and they st- and they say, "What can I do?" Like they they, they still feel that they that they have to do certain things in Yiddishkeit. Why don't you eat on Yom Kippur? I can't. Why can't you eat on Kippur? I can't. Comes to a certain point where they can't do something which, in the deepest part of themselves, they feel is betraying that love. They can't. Even though he's, even though he's asking you, you love God so much you can't eat Yom Kippur. He says, "No, I don't think about God. I don't care about God." As a matter of fact, I have a lot of kindness against God. So have so why don't you have your pork sandwich and your kip? <clears throat> Can't. So th- this is something which is the natural part of a Jew, or like the Tanya talks about, the readiness of Jews, even who are not religious, to give up their lives, like Kedusha Hashem that we've seen throughout history. People are not religious, and yet when it comes down to it, they bow Kedusha Hashem because there's an Ahavim Suteres Belev Kolech Avachim Yisrael. The Tanya says. There was, a, there was a hidden love in the heart of each and every Jew. The question is, how do I get a person like this who's prepared to die al Kiddush Hashem, how do I get him like on a regular weekday to feel anything for God? That's the question. How you ma'ira that? He has the kayak to do that. Every Jew is prepared, loves God to such a degree that he's prepared to die al Kiddush Hashem. But if I love, if I believe that that's true and I love God so much, then how come I don't feel anything for Him? On a regular day, on a regular day, when I'm not standing in front of some fire and they're going to throw me in unless I renounce my Yiddish kind, how come I don't feel on a regular day? So like everything else, that's a, that's an avoider. It's an avoider to be more the ahav, to awaken the love. Or like the Tanya says, the ahav, the, the the ancient love that's asleep inside of each Jew. How to awaken that? How to how to wake it up? To wake up that love that's asleep inside of me. Ani yeshena Ani, I am asleep and my heart is awake. How do I, how do I experience the wakefulness of my heart? Because I'm asleep. I don't feel anything. That's not vital. That you have to work at. And the, this concept that the, the person says, I'm giving tzedakah, that the, that the child should live. If you say it's so that so that. See, the talk about it. So, so what is he expecting to, that? Anyway, he was wrong to say it's not. It's not the right thing to say. That's not how we're supposed to work. And in Hanami, you tell him what do you think? Is there business over here? Schar mitzvah You don't. You can't expect reward for mitzvahs in this world. Although stalker. That's a second month of my mother. different. Okay, I want to get into a couple now. But, but even though this was not an ideal thing to say, say, and that's not how you give stalker, the chiddush is how you did sadegomer, and the the tzitkas of it is what Rashi is telling us. How you did sadegomer? The guy who left is Ahmed sadegomer. You got the wrong guy. I'm not sadegomer. 
So what Rashi is saying is you don't know what a tzaddik you are. Because inside your heart, even though your child died and you're heartbroken, you don't regret what you did, that you gave money to the stocker. That's what a tzaddik you are. Even though don't do that again, that's not the way that you don't give stock like that. Obviously, I have that love which doesn't depend on anything, it's just a mitzis of who you are, that's on a higher level than I have this tlibadavah where you, where you expect something in return. Therefore, obviously, in our Vaidis Hashem, you don't begin with the, well, you don't begin with the Rolls Royce, you begin with it from the bottom, from the beginning. That's where you begin. And the beginning is and hopefully once a person is able to get somewhere in that first madrega of that he'll be able to rise to a higher level So now it's speaking to people like ourselves that we have to enter into the world of Ahavet Hashem is by, is by way of the lower madrega of Ahavet Libadavah. So how do you do that? How, how do you begin to feel I have a f- love for God with with expectations? But how do you begin that? What's the I have a tli b'dava? The beginning of this of I have a tli is believing and recognizing understanding that every minute of your life God is giving you gifts. Every minute of your life He's giving you. He's giving you unbelievable gifts. Every minute of your life. Life itself is the most unbelievable gift of all. But every minute of life God is giving you a gift. When someone is constantly giving you and in addition to that you're doing for the one also. So that's where Ahava comes from. Why, did, why does the child why does the child love his, his, his parents? You know, you could see a kid with his parents and say, boy, if I had parents like that, I would never love them. And yet this child loves his parents. Why? Parents were giving and doing and doing. And he, and even though the child is, is a child and he's simple, he, but he understands. He knows this lady feeds me, she takes care of me, she gives me a hug, she changes me, she bathes me. It's from a chai. So the child... The child naturally appreciates, even before he's he's clever enough to understand all that his mother's doing for him. But still, the love is because of all that he's receiving from this woman. That's ahavatli bedavah. The love that a child feels for a parent is the biggest ahavatli bedavah. The parents are doing for the kids since the time, even before he came to the world. The mother's carrying him around for nine months, and then she's constantly doing for him, and so on. So the beginning of Ahava is understanding and recognizing who's doing all these nice things for me. Who's take, who does all this for me? Who's giving me all these gifts every minute of my life? The Gemara says in Shabbos that Hashem Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, Hashem says, I have a very wonderful, valuable gift in my treasury. The Shabbos Shema, and it's called Shabbos. Vani Mavakesh Lutnali Yisrael. The Bereshit says, "I want to give this gift for my treasure. I want to give this gift to Yisrael." Leich Vahidiam, go tell them to get ready for Shabbos. 
I'm going to give them this gift. This sweet little Gemara is telling us a very big Yisait. Why, why is the Bershom why is the Bershom saying tell them it's from me I'm giving you I'm giving you this wonderful gift it's called Shabbos tell them it's from me now tomorrow night Bez Hashem each and every one of us is going to have this gift we're going to experience this gift it's Shabbos it's a, it's a, it's a very harsh of a gift so the the effect that it should have upon us aside that, that we can relax and enjoy and so on and so forth. The effect that it should have upon us is that we should have a greater appreciation for Hashem's Baruch and feel some stirrings of love for the one who's given us such a gift. Not only once, but over and over. So why will it happen that Shabbos, Hashem's B'Shalach, Shabbos Shira, why will we go through another Shabbos Shira without feeling that? without feeling the Ahava. So somebody will give a clap to remind about Tefillah that it's Shabbat so he has to say Oz Yoshe out loud. But it's not like the Oilam all of a sudden felt like kicking off their shoes and singing and dancing and saying to the we love you. So somebody gave a clap. Oh, it's Shabbat Why is that? That's the Gemara saying. The Bereshim says, I have a wonderful gift that's called Shabbos. He, te- he says to Bereshim, go and tell them that I'm giving them this gift. Go and tell them. The highest Madrig of stock is that the person doesn't have to know, right? The answer is not to tell the person who's giving it, because that has to do with shame and stock. But a gift? Forget, by a gift. The, the point of the gift is that the person should know who, who's giving you the gift. You don't give, you don't give a gift, not to for a poor person, stock, but for someone that you love. If you're giving a gift, you don't give that besaysah. That's not my dragon to give the besaysah. So the whole tachlis is to strengthen the ahava. But shalach manis, you leave off shalach manis at someone's door, anonymous shalach manis from a secret admirer. You leave a note, a secret admirer. You say shalach manis from this from mishpachas so and so is a shalach manis. Because the tachlis is. Again, there's a there's really an interesting discussion between the Rishayim. But but the, if the union of the Shalchmanis is to increase the ahava, the love between one Jew and another Jew, the Davke, the point is that, that to know that this Shalchmanis is coming to you from this film. And especially when it used to be people actually baked cake and made food. There's still some people that do that, as opposed to just rearranging. I thought you once got a shalchmanis, where it was our own shalchmanis we got back. <laughs> and not only that, but they didn't even take out the card. It said in the Weinberger. They didn't. They, they just, you know, switching things around. Got back our own shalchmanis. So you have to be careful to keep a cheshbon, right? So, but. So when it comes to a gift, when it comes to a gift, dafke by a gift, you want the person to know that that this it comes it's coming from me. So the Baruch Shalom says, that's what the Gemara says. The Baruch Shalom says, I have a gevaldige gift for Klai He says to Moshe, go tell them that it's for me. Whatever that means, obviously it's a very big gift. It's much deeper than a regular gift. But 
Go tell them it's for me. You know, so how are we going to go through Shabbos here without feeling Ahava? The Torah says we don't think about the one who gave the gift. The same we were learning this morning in Chabur. When it comes to Torah, right? We don't think of the one who gave the Torah. Is there any greater gift in the world than Torah? Well, that we're Jews. That we're you. <coughs> that we're Jews. If we would think about the privilege that we have, the gift that we have that we're Jews, that we're living there are billions of people, and that we came out that we came out and that we hidden after all these years, not only that, but somehow, either because our parents were from, or because we, we somewhere along the way, uh, that we found out about Yiddishkeit, or whatever, about Shuvah, that in the whole world there are billions of people, and that from the whole world that I'm a Yid, if you think about it, you could feel love. But if you just go through another Shabbos, and you don't have Moshe Ben saying to you, you know, you know who sent you this, I want to tell you who sent you the Shabbos. And you, you know, you point over there. He sent you the Shabbos. He sent you the Shabbos. I, I remember years ago that I took that uh, many years ago. I was with the kids. And we were going on a trip. Yeah, we're going on a trip. So we start, stopped off to pick up bagels and tuna fish, whatever all this stuff. And. Um, and I and and I paid for I I would take kids to get this and get this and get this and get that whatever all the stuff and then um, and then I said how much is it and the girl said no the guy that the guy over there he paid for it paid for it and the guy was running away some guy from the community not from the school the guy from the neighborhood. I met, I used to meet him a little bit whatever he came to she once or twice I don't know I didn't know his name. He, he, he ran out and I ran after him he was riding this car he like other guys drove off and he, he said to them put it on his thing whatever and he paid for it so I, I got him on the phone he wouldn't even agree to I, I said what are you paying yeah it's my pleasure that's my father taught me when there's a rough that that's what you do. it's such a lush so it was I don't remember how much it cost but it was something like you know $34 whatever and I have for this person the Gewaldig Hakaris Hatayv. That Ad Hayyim, if I ever see him, if I ever think about him, it's Ma'ira, a feeling of Ahava. It's Ma'ira and Ahava. In addition to the regular Ahava that you feel for any Jew, but it's Ma'ira and Ahava. Such a nice thing to do that. His father taught him that he should. A nice thing. And that he, and he did that. And I didn't say that. His mom should just admit to do such a thing, that nice thing. It's Ma'ira and Ahava in a person. Because I know who the person is, I know who the person is, and I remember the Torah that he did, and it was only thirty something dollars. You feel it a hava, and everyone of us knows how that is. If we would, if we would, if we would know and think about how the Baruch is giving us shabbos, and how the Baruch is giving us our wives, our children, our food, the air that we breathe, our eyesight, our hearing if we would remember the one and think about the one who just put that on your plate it doesn't have to be they didn't have to do it we're not worthy to have not the food on the plate and not a plate it didn't have to be there if you think about the one who gave it to you you start to love but if you don't think about it who's the one that gave this to me 
So then you then you become an ingrate. No, you're not love. You're an ingrate. You're an ingrate. There was somebody was telling me that she was upset because of what happened with her son. That uh, she was saying how the children are so frustrated. She's so frustrated with the kids that that the kid called the kid called them up. Uh, my, yeah, it, it was a few minutes before candle lighting. He was still draining around somewhere, and she should go pick up his suit for Shabbos. So, uh, so, so she said, uh, "Okay, not him, but she, because he, 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 he's running late." So she should go pick up his suit. So, and also, if you could, while you're there, if you could take him something else for the cleaner, something like that, crazy, you know? I wouldn't say crazy, regular thing, regular. So that's not the end of my. So then she says, so she did that. And uh, he comes home. He's like, where was he? Called him, called so late, and then he's luxuriating in his bath. You understand? Then he has to go to Hassan or something like that, and he and he and he says to his mother on Monday, he says, "What happened to the thing that you, that you dropped off? How come you didn't pick it up?" She says, "You have in your life a husband. You called me before Shabbos. I should go pick up your Shabbos things." And by the way, Mark, can you take my thing that I need another, whatever? And then you have a time. He was angry at her, she said. You knew that I had a chasna tonight. How come you didn't pick up the other thing from the cleaner? Said, How are you supposed to live like this? It's a good cash. I don't have an answer for that. It's a good cash. Not to have the most basic accounts, I'll tell you. But the talk is this, is this is a sickness of our generation. But the natural. Normal hergish is that someone does something to you. Now we have with a parent over and over and over. Yeah, you have a time. How come? How come my father didn't say I love you as much as he should have? How come my How come my mother is a little bit uh, annoying? She uh, made me do this or that. But people are thousands and thousands of times giving and giving and giving. It's natural that you should love. Them. If you don't, there's something not normal. Something not normal. So when the Gemara says that Hashem's Baruch tells Moshe Rabbeinu, Shabbos is a gift I'm giving to them, go tell them it's for me. Tell them it's for me. Right? So, that, so that, that, that's what the Gemara is teaching us, a tremendous sight. If we don't feel love from Shabbos, after Shabbos, after Shabbos, it's because we don't, in our hearts and our minds, we don't, See Hashem is sending it over with Moshe Rabbeinu to each and every one of our lives and to our homes. But if you think about it, if we come tomorrow night to the table for Shalom Aleichem, and you or you walk into the house, it has that Shabbos, that feeling, that smell, and and you don't stop and think that the Vayishlam just sent this with Moshe Rabbeinu special delivery to you by your name, and go and give this gift to my child so and so. If you never stop and think about it. So then, uh, come on, come on, come on, come on, kiddush, let's go, come on, kids, kiddush, let's go. I'm tired. I'm tired. Last year was Shabbos B'Shalach, another Shabbos B'Shalach, Shabbos Right. If a person stops and thinks, over and over and over, who gave me this Shabbos? Who gave me my eyes, my ears, my mouth? Who gave me this, these children? Who gave me my life? Every second who gives me. That's where love comes from. And this is already the this is the basic madrega of love. 
like you said, a kid doesn't have to be a, a big person to love a parent after you get so much. You have to be just a decent person, a normal person. That's what the Gemara means. That in order to love the Rebbe who gave me Shabbos? You think about it. Over and over. Try, let's try. We'll have a class project. This is Shabbos Shiva. Who gave me this Shabbos when we walk into the house? To say to the children, Kindalach, the Rebbe said this is a gift. He didn't give it. To anybody else in the world, he gave it to he gave it to Klai Yisrael. He gave it he gave it to us. The Kanta Shabbos with the Bereshit gave us Shabbos. He didn't give it Lagoy Harotzes. He gave it to us. And say Kindlech, the Bereshit gave us such a thing, Shabbos. Mean this is. In order that there should be a havi, Klaisel has to know who sent the gift. So the Barisham says to Moshe, go tell them it's for me. And we have to still feel that and think about it and hear it. That the Barisham is telling Moshe, go tell them it's for me. Then a person could feel a havi. Lahavan is an Indian. It's, a very, it's really, it sounds simple. It's a very, very deep Indian. Lahavan is an Indian. Let's imagine A person sitting next to a table He's sitting by the table And just like Dov Did he pour me a drink? Someone pours I love you too now So somebody pours you a glass of water Or in our case, uh, poison. Uh, poison. Right? <laughs> so, so somebody brings a glass of water to drink. Before he had a chance to turn around and see who brought me the water, he's gone. Like like the guy in the in, in the bagel shop that tried to run away. You know, the water wasn't here before, and now it's here. I mean, somebody brought me. Somebody was kind enough to bring me a, a drink. If I would know who the guy is, and if I would see him, I, I'd appreciate it. But I have no way of finding out. I don't know who the guy is who brought me the kais. The, the Ahava, there is an Ahava there, there's a potential Ahava, but it has no base. In other words, it has no, uh, it has no, uh, nothing tangible to be connected to, because I don't know who the person is. I don't know who this person is. Kevin Shloyidu is a Hus Hanaisen. You don't know the identity of the person who gave. Wilma Zeiss. On the other hand, Yitochen Mikrohafuch, an opposite, a different situation. Person sits down and he sees there's a glass of water on the table. He's a little bit forgetful, and he thinks in his mind that that he brought the water there himself. And as he looks and he sees that, he and he just is. Uh, Whatever he doesn't remember, he's mixed up, and he thought that he that that's his water that he brought to the table. 
Kan hasibu shein loyahava klapa misha hevis akaisa mayim. Over here, he doesn't love anybody. He, and there's no, he doesn't, even though it's not true, somebody else brought him the water. In the first case, it was clear to him that somebody brought him the water. He would, what? Well, in this case, he doesn't even know it. He, in other words, he, he, he thinks that it, he brought it himself. But Mimela, he doesn't have any ahava for anybody. There's no love for anybody. The reason he doesn't feel any love for somebody who brought him the glass of water is He doesn't even know that someone gave it to him. In the first case, who's the person I would really want to say thank you? I really would love the guy. I mean, it would mean something to me. If I knew the guy, do me a favor, brought up a glass of water. Good. But in the second case, he doesn't think at all that anybody brought it to me. How do we live? We get a lot of glasses of water. And potatoes. And soup. And a couple of side dishes. And dessert. And a lot of other things, right? In life. How do we live? Do we love like the, do we live like the first guy that we just don't see that God put it down? We don't see that the Bunch don't put it down. But but we know somebody put it down. Or are we mamish like the second guy that we think that we put it down ourselves? When you think about it, it's a very very good motion. You can talk to the children about it. The children are day, you know, at this time already they're old enough. Came like this. Came like this. Claimer. Yesh shtei madreig. Yesh Page reish hay. There are two madreigs. Reishes. First. Ha'akara shaloi ani hevesi. Umisho acher hevesi. The first thing is at least to be no enough. I didn't bring the glass myself. Someone brought me this water. That's the first thing. At least someone brought me the water. Aleph. No, so now I'm in the parish of, of being grateful and a feeling warmth and affection because I know that someone brought me the water I know that I didn't bring this somebody brought me the water okay next B after you acknowledge and recognize that it's not you that put it there but someone else brought you the water then you want to know who's this nice uh, who's this nice uh, person that that uh, or whoever it is that gave me the water? Then you want to know who is it? If you're missing one of these, either you think that you got the water yourself, or you don't know who it is. Then you, either way, you can't love. In the first case, or uh, well, depending which you count as first and second. In the case. Where you think that you brought the water yourself? What's the love? There's no ahava. It's my I, I brought the water myself. In the case where somebody else brought me the water, I could love somebody or care for the person. I just I'm sorry, I don't know who it is. So if these two conditions are not there, then if there's a problem with, it, so then I then then I can't come to even the most basic level of ahava atuliyu bedav. I can't come to that basic madrega. Only when a person knows that it wasn't my doing, I didn't put the water here. And B, he knows who's Taka, the one that did put the water there. And then this repeats itself over and over and over, like with parents, over and over and over again. 
Love begins to develop in this person. So, wow, this person keeps on bringing me water. Water means it's a muscle fair, whatever in life. Over and over and over. One time, of course, you don't love. One time you appreciate. But then, over and over and over again, you feel love. Because you know, I didn't do this myself. Someone did it for me. And not only did someone do it for me, but he did it for me. Or that she did it for me. I know who the person is. Aha, but then there's love. It's not hava It's not the highest majority of love, but it's a hava. It's love. When the boy and the girl, the, the little teenagers are uh, fooling around, you'll forgive me for using this as a muscle, but it's a very, very easy muscle to understand. So, so if if they haven't yet been up to any physical mischief, so then and they're already saying, "I love you, I love you." It's only because of the taivas that, that he anticipates he's going to get from this girl, you understand? Like Amnon and Tomer. If, if Hitake had that fun, so then, then he, he then he could say even with more certainty, Oi, do I love you? Because it's very, not, it wasn't only theoretically, but Hitake did for me something. But if it doesn't work out, it doesn't have a happy ending. Doesn't have a happy ending for the boy. It turns out that he has a bad mouth. He got stuck like with the one sneeze, the girl that's still left in the world, right? He got stuck with this girl. You can't come within arm's reach. Stay away. Oh boy, that ahava is not gonna. It's ahava, and it doesn't mean can't we get to know each other better and we can work this out. If if he sees that she means business. Then there's no the Allah was a tliva dove, and and she's not giving him what he wants. It's hard. It's not then. There's no ahava. It's the most basic level of ahava. So even when he says before they even touch, I love you, he's saying there's like an asterisk, an asterisk after the I love you, and underneath it says on the bottom of the page on the condition that you do such and such and such and such and such. Second asterisk. Any intelligent, honest girl knows that when a guy says that, it's a, there's always an asterisk. But he means, I mean, I barely know. What do you mean you love me? We met 15 minutes ago. No, no, no. I could see our souls know each other thousands of years. You know my soul for thousands of years? I know your soul for that. I know your soul. I'm just trying to get to know some other parts of you. Your soul I know for thousands of years. No. That's only in anticipation of. And maybe he's more of a refined person. And he doesn't have to get anything physical. But if he says, I love you, and that she answers back, I love you too, that's also nice. If he's more of a refined person, so it doesn't have to be right away based on. But he's still getting something good. Could be he hasn't heard those words his whole life, or he, or he, or he feels deprived of love. Or his parents didn't love him, his teacher didn't love him, nobody loves him. And now he found someone says to him, I love you, it's called Sohavli. But he knows who's the one that's saying it. Right? It wasn't. It didn't come from within himself. He's waiting for this. It's a Havli, but it's still a Madrega of Ahav. It's still a Madrega of Ahav. It's not the highest Madrega, but it's still called Ahav. And if over time, there is this, there is this feeling of being 
given something that it's Kedai then it's Mo'ira the Ahava it's Mo'ira the Ahava just the next paragraph quickly the beginning of serving God on this first basic level of that on my own I don't have I don't have anything I don't have water I don't have a safe I don't have my eyes I don't have my ears I don't have my breath I don't have anything and everything is a gift from the master of the world I didn't do this myself. My 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 food, my panosa, my eyes, my brain, it's not my own make. I didn't make this stuff. I didn't do this. Aleph. Base. Who did it? The Rashad. Remember Hashem, He gives you the strength to to, to, to move forward. That's the beginning of Ahav. That's the basic Mahalach to coming to Ahav. This is not hard for us. This doesn't require that much work. It, it does require work. But Ahav, Tliba, Dava, we understand. We can come to this. It just means Chazar. Same thing when it comes to learning. It means going over it. It means thinking about it and working on it. And we'll continue working on it as a Shabbat next week. Okay, you put it.